It's time we honor the biggest lie ever told, that if we made money as a business owner or hit a certain dollar amount, our problems would suddenly go away, right? My name is Cheryl Dorsey. I'm a data journalist, a tech founder, and a longtime entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and have done what feels like all the things. Yet I still wonder on a daily basis, am I doing this right? As entrepreneurs, we provide more time than we have, risk more money than most, and sell or are sold to more than we would like to admit. It's my mission through this show to give you a space to honor the powerful builder and CEO in you, even when sometimes it feels like no one should have left you in charge. Incredible work doesn't come without painful lessons. Welcome to I think I'm doing this right. Welcome back to another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. I want to talk about this idea of grit, grace, and gratitude. So I adopted this mantra just a few years ago. I started thinking about the highs and the lows of this journey, not just of entrepreneurship, but as developing my myself and becoming the next best version of myself. Each of these ideas in this mantra that I adopted have been very, very hard won. I kind of went from this aspect of New York City hustle, having to grind, being the first one in, the last one out, hustle culture, I think all the things that we are pushing up against and pushing back against in order to regain balance and control and really create the life that we love and turn it around so that we can ideally realize both the hard work, the gritty work, the not so sexy work, but also enjoy the moments, these precious moments that these last two years have showed us, you know, can be fleeting in some instances. I remember during the pandemic, as the world began to shut down and I was sitting in my apartment alone for days, not seeing people physically, not touching people physically, really having this sense of isolation and deciding that, well, hey, if I'm not gonna have a social life or any social experiences, I may as well just work. I remember when George Floyd was murdered. I remember when Ahmaud Arbery's case came to light and all of these devastating experiences that were happening around this country and had been happening. I remember the, the sense of anger and shame and hopelessness and showing up to calls and conversations with just all of this like anger and this idea that, well, if I just keep pushing, if I just keep moving forward, I can solve for some of these things that are completely outside of my control. And I think that even with all of the sort of whimsical nature of, of, of my journey and the, the creativity that sort of allowed me to be curious, I still wanted to have this, this tightened experience, this rigid experience of how my journey was moving forward. And then my sister called me and told me that my father was in the hospital and had COVID. And he'd already suffered an aneurysm just years prior. And I remember thinking to myself, in the wake of all these people losing their loved ones, I could feel it like deep down that he wasn't going to make it that his heart wouldn't be strong enough. He'd already suffered through just so many 
challenging surgeries and what have you. And even though we did not have the best relationship, the day that I found out he passed, it completely reset everything that was true for me in that moment. And in the midst of needing to grieve in public, there was no public to be had. We were all inside. We were all in our own separate quarters. And distinctively, I remember processing this idea of grief in a very weird way. I felt like I needed to have a sense of control in some, in some way because I couldn't control the fact that I could no longer send a text message or call my dad and have even a, 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 a small conversation because he was like this, this person that would call and say some kind of prayer. <laughs> and that was the extent of your conversation. It wasn't much, but it was so indicative of who he was and his personality. And so I remember for about a week straight, I could not sleep. So I would go to the container store every day and I would grab all kinds of boxes and bins and I began to like Marie Kondo my condo <laughs> for the most part and try to get this sense of control of like, if I just stay organized then I can literally control life. And I always talk to my team about this idea of softening, how much I had to soften, how much I had to let go of the seriousness of building a thing, improving myself, and just get a sense of rest and get a sense of the humanness of trying to not just build something and be this like superstar entrepreneur, but a sense of like life happens and it is hard and you still have to sometimes get up even when it's hard in order to continue moving forward. And that summer, like for so many of you all who lost loved ones, it was one of the toughest. It really reset my expectations of what truly matters. I had team members who lost siblings and parents and grandparents. You know, my, my attorney had lost his father and it was just week after week of having to pour into people of receiving flowers and candles from folks who have been following my journey or I was inspired by their journey and this kind of outpouring of how community comes together even when sometimes those relationships may not have been you know kind of an everyday you know conversation but you know when folks who who at least have have watched your journey you know dm you and say i just wanted to check in on you and see how you're doing so i learned grace in that moment i learned that it's okay sometimes to miss a deadline i learned that it is okay to say i need to take a wellness day it's okay to even be vulnerable in front of your team to say today I need, I need a break. I need to take 30 minutes and go walk outside and put my feet in the grass and get grounded because today is a lot of a day. And it helped me to be very unapologetic about the grace that I gave, that I give to myself. And I think for many of us, we're rethinking how we are building in a way that doesn't rely just on our hustle and our ability to, you know, sleep on the floor and eat oodles and noodles every single second of every day, but it's more about how do we care for ourselves in this process and how do we care for each other? How do we care for our team? How do we care for 
every single person that we come in contact with, how do we ensure that they are okay? Because on a fundamental level, if we don't have that level of grace, if we don't have even just a semblance of gratitude for our journey thus far, then we're sort of missing the point of so much of this. So both grief can teach you a lot about grace and also winning teaches you a ton about grace as well. And the way for me that winning has helped me to learn grace as well as grit is of course to keep going. It is working a lot smarter versus harder in some instances and finding the right people on your pathway to help navigate for you the next step within your journey. I also had to learn this idea of asking for help because I am not someone that likes to ask for help. I always feel like I can just figure it out and I have the tools. And I used to say to myself, I have what I need. I have what I need. I have what I need. And I had to reframe that and realize it's not even just that I have what I need. Everyone that I've come into contact with that has helped me on my journey is a resource to help me get to that next step. Sometimes it's just one text message, one phone call, one message away of like, hey, I'm looking for this. Can you help me find it? Hey, folks, my new podcast is not the only place to get tips and gems and updates from me. You can also go to my website at ShereldDorsey.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter, where I share thoughtful essays on productivity, innovation, business, as well as new projects I'm working on. I'd love to have you share this podcast and give me a shout on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or wherever you're being social these days. And if you're enjoying the content thus far, don't forget to leave your girl a review. Okay, now back to the show. I remember when I was going to drop out of grad school, I think I was struggling a lot with feeling as though I didn't belong there. I didn't belong in an institution that fundamentally was not built for people that look like me or came from places that I came from. And I felt like I had been attempting to get validation from an environment that would never see me fully. And I think these were all these sort of like scripts and things I was telling myself at the time about justifying why it was okay for me to just give up. And literally on my way to the Bursar's office to withdraw, ask for my money back and to pack all my stuff up in Harlem and move back to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I was living at the time, um, a friend of mine called and was like, hey, I'm by your campus. Let's get together. Did you eat? Let's chat. And I remember telling him, I'm actually about to drop out. So um, if you want to meet me here, I'm going to go do that, and then we can go eat. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me get to you. Let's sit. Let's just have a conversation. And I remember literally sitting on the lawn. It was like maybe three in the afternoon and we were there until like complete like pitch black darkness talking and one of the things he said to me was you have to stay the course you have to play the long game and this is what I learned about grit grit is not sexy every day sometimes you will be in direct conflict with your natural desire to give up and take the easy road and grit doesn't have to be this kind of grimy process or this working your fingers to the bone. 
but it does require you to expand your vision and to say, yes, I can do the hard things. In fact, I had printed out this poem or this, this kind of manifesto on doing the hard things. And parts of the lines from, from the, the, the piece were sayings like, you have to be kind to people who are sometimes cruel to you. Sometimes you have to keep fighting even though you're already bloody and bruised and tired and sore. And I remember standing in front of my mirror every day and like reading through this manifesto, reminding myself why I was doing what it is that I was doing and believing, like starkly believing that there was going to be more on the other side if I could just get through this process. I even got a tattoo. So fun fact, every time I've moved to a new city, I've gotten a tattoo that has marked my journey. So I have a tattoo when I moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut that says fearless. And I had never in my life been to the state of Connecticut, but I had just moved into this converted bank building and set up shop and did this incredible fellowship. But I was terrified out of my mind that I would not fit in coming from a fashion background meets tech into following the mayor around and helping to shape policy. And I remember dropping all of my little belongings off in my apartment and going across the street to the tattoo parlor and asking the guy to put fearless on my wrist. And so when I would get flustered or I would feel like I had no, I was completely out of my depth, I would just look at my wrist and remind myself that I was fearless. And when I moved to Charlotte with $300 in my pocket and a sofa to sleep on, I got a tattoo that said, be relentless. I had it, I had it placed on my finger. And it was a reminder to tell myself over and over again that I am relentless. And then when I moved to Miami, what came to me in that moment of deciding to get my Miami tattoo was all breath is process. And that's what I think about when I think about grit. It's all a process and you just have to breathe through it. And I'm sure that whatever you are in conflict in right now, the challenges of staying the course, of continuing to move forward, of working through problems in your business, in fundraising, hiring your team, deciding if you gotta let go of your team, uh, figuring out if you're even just gonna move to a new city so that you can access new opportunities. Remember that all breath is process and grit will get you there. I think today I'm in this gratitude part of my life. I feel like I am stepping into this space of honoring my journey thus far, being grateful for even the hard parts, even the times that I dated the wrong person or, you know, I should have saved a little bit more cash <laughs> or I bought the wrong product or the wrong whatever. Realizing that all of those experiences helped to shape me, helped me to really honor the entire process, but more important, being grateful for it. I love that like we're in this kind of self-help healing, you know, fae era, right? A lot of like journaling, a lot of what are you grateful for? I try to wake up every single day with an idea of, even if there's just one thing that I can be thankful for, I need to name it. 
I need to name it and remember and keep it at the top of my mind as I'm walking throughout my day so that no matter what happens, I know that I have, I am so blessed. <laughs> and this journey thus far has brought me so far, even when it's been completely challenging and difficult. My birthday is in March every year, of course, because apparently your birthday doesn't change unless you're lying about your age. <laughs> and I am always extremely burnt out. Usually by the end of the year, I am completely burned out. I've always run so hard throughout the year. And, you know, by the end of the first quarter, I am at my wit's end. I have no desire to throw a party for myself or what have you. Typically, I'm like, I need a nap. Um, and my best friend can attest to this. Um, Enovia, when I turned 30, she made me have a birthday party because I was like, I just want to like take a nap. I'd like to just sleep. Like that would be a great present to myself is just rest. And if you're like me and you're going hard all year long, there's always that like pivotal moment of burnout where you're just like, I can't even fathom getting through the day, let alone having an entire celebration. And this past year, I decided I wanted to do something very different. And I, I decided that I wanted to have a gratitude birthday, something to honor my journey thus far and something to sort of give back to myself. So this year, I decided that I wanted to name another revolution around the sun as my gratitude birthday. I wanted to mark this year as one of reflection and tremendous gratitude for my journey thus far. How grateful I have been for not stopping, for accomplishing so many of the things that I set out to do and even the things that I had no idea were gonna come into my orbit. So my new ritual, um, or at least something I'd like to adopt moving forward is doing a gratitude birthday every single year, inviting friends and family and other loved ones into this idea of just deep rest and deep gratitude. So this year I decided I wanted to go to a wellness resort. I wanted to go to the spa. I wanted to lounge. I wanted to rest. I wanted to do nature walks and journal and just think about my journey, all of the highs, all of the lows, all of the zigzags and the failures and the successes and really just taking into account of how much I didn't know and how that was completely okay, that I survived, that I survived the worst parts of myself as well as the best parts of myself. And I think that's probably gonna be something that I set out to do every single year and welcome others to really reflect on their journeys and not make it like this big hoopla of a thing or too much programming or what have you, but just Let's rest, let's pause, let's be still. I love the social media account, The Nap Ministry, because there are ongoing reminders of radical rest and radical pauses. And the idea that we can sit in ourselves and be still, and that in and of itself is work as well. It took me a while to really get to this place to understand how great grace and gratitude show up for me and how I embody it, how I allow it to guide my journey and to understand that grit signifies some of the more challenging components, the persevering, the resiliency, all of that, 
coupled with grace, coupled with gratitude and how all of these things coexist. So my mantra has taken me from being in college, being unsure, walking through a recession to landing my first gig and then being laid off to trying to figure out what the next steps are, what the next moves are, landing that contract, raising capital, what have you. It has continued to stay true for me and stand the test of time. I don't know what your mantra is. If you don't have one, feel free to borrow this one. But take what you need to help you get through those highs, those lows, the uncertainty. And as you're kicking ass and taking names, return to those time and time again. They will not fail you. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And I can't wait to hear about what mantra is carrying you through, what you're finding to be true for yourself. I'm so excited to have you all join me for the next episode. Thank you for joining me for this one. And I'll check you soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. I hope this was your one hour to breathe, connect, relate, and realize you are not alone on one of the greatest self-development journeys there is to embark on, entrepreneurship. Make sure to share this with your other friends who are just trying to figure it out so more of us can have a safe space to learn as we grow. Until next week, remember, this journey is all about grit, grace, and gratitude.